Arthur's Playhouse. Presenting No Henry's imperishable masterpiece, Christmas by Injunction. Arthur's Playhouse, NBC's popular Sunday night dramatic series, brings you radio adaptations of the best in the field of short stories. Selections from the works of those dead and living who were and are acknowledged masters of their craft. To the reader of short stories, O. Henry needs no introduction. No one knew better than he the art of holding his reader in suspense. And then, with the last few words revealing his plot in its entirety, Rachel Lindsay wrote of him... He always worked a triple-hinge surprise to end the scene and make one rub his eyes. Tonight's tale of Christmas in the winning camps of the young West is no exception. Arthur's Playhouse presents O. Henry's Christmas by Injunction. Take this jug along with you, Cherokee. Ain't so much as an air bubble between what's in it and the cork. <laughs> well, thank you, Thirsty. That's right neighborly of it. It's good for snake bite if you get snake bite. Tastes of one pies and fight each other, I reckon. Eh? <laughs> oh, Cherokee. Oh, yes, Jed. Is there nothing which we, your fellow citizens of Yellowhammer, can say or do to influence you to forsake your plans for departing from our midst? Yeah, I'm Fear not, Judge. No, my mind's made up. But, Cherokee, you are the, shall I say, the civic father of Yellowhammer. He sure is. It was you who discovered the gold which was responsible for the establishment of our fair city. I reckon that's a fact, Judge. One day when old Betsy here was dining on quartz and prickly pear, I turned up that nugget. Mm. Thirty ounces she was. Thirty ounces, eh? Yeah, but what Cherokee done? He didn't hold out on his friends. No. I was up in the Gila country when he got word to me about the strike he made. For me? I was in Santa Fe, as busted as a four-car diamond flush with a club draw to it. <laughs> I, too, was financially embarrassed. Only, only temporarily, of course, when the gladsome tidings reached me in El Paso. I was up on the Salt River, flattered in one of Mama Cita Rosa's frijoles. <laughs> you see? Cherokee, merely because the fickle goddess turned her back on you for the moment is hardly sufficient cause for you to forsake your friend. Oh, no, Judge, no. When my claim played out, it just played out. I'm much more uh, obliged to all of you for your kind offers made, but grubstake is all I need, and the grubstake's what I got. I reckon I'll prospect up along in the Mariposas. And if I strike it up there, I'll most certainly pass the word along. Yes, sure. Thank you, boys. If your mind's made up, I reckon it's made up. And there's nothing more we can say. But if Lady Luck don't see fit to warm her hands by your campfire up in the Mariposas, don't forget for a single minute you got friends here in Yellowhammer. Friends that's beholden to you. Yes, sir, that's right. Indeed, yes, yes, indeed, Cherokee. I speak for all when I say I hope you will consider Yellowhammer in perpetual debt to you a bed, bacon and eggs, and hot water for shaving. Thank you, gents, thank you. That's more than white of you. Well, we better be a-getting. Move along, Betsy. Bye, Jack. 
December the 20th, gentlemen. The old year is fast approaching its inevitable descent into the limbo of things that have been. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, Jed. Hey, gents, look who's here. Holy! He just got in with the mail from Albuquerque, and he's got news of Cherokee. Baldy, you old buzzard, step up and name your poison. Hey, gents, don't mind if I do. Uh, when was it old Cherokee headed out for the Mariposas? Well, latter part of May, seems like. Yeah, that's what I made it. That means Cherokee's been gone one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, seven months. Gentlemen, gentlemen, let us hear the welcome tidings Baldy brings us of our long-absent friends. The judge is right. Get to talking, Baldy. Well, I'll do that, gents. Well, so what do I see in Albuquerque? But Cherokee all embellished and festooned up like the Tsar of Turkey and lavishing money in bulk. Well, yes, sir. And him and me see the elephant and the owl. Cherokee, he audits all bills COD. Why, his pockets loaded like, uh, looked like a pool table after a 15-ball run. <laughs> Cherokee must have struck payor. Yeah. Well, he's a square shot. I'm proud for him. Yeah. Yeah. Seems yeah. like he'd rambled down to Yellowhammer and set up around for his friends. It seems that way. Gentlemen, gentlemen, let us judge not too hastily, nor harshly. Well, that's right, Judge. I'm coming to that. Boys, Cherokee strikes a three-foot vein up in that Mariposa that I say is a trip to Europe to the tongue. Oh, yes, sir. And he closes it out to a syndicate for a hundred thousand hasty dollars in cash. Cherokee's smart. I've seen them veins pinch out the length of a pick handle. And what do you think? Why, he buys himself a baby sealskin overcoat and a red sled. And... What do you reckon he takes into his head to do next? Chuck a luck. No. Bought a saloon? No. Got married? No. You gents would never guess in a million years, so I'll tell you. Well? Cherokee took me to a room and showed me. He got that room plumb full of drums and dolls, cakes and bags of candy, and jumping jacks and whistles and such infantile trucks. He's went soft-headed. That's what he's done. But pray continue, Baldy. We're all ears. Well, sir, he's a-going to load up in his red sleigh. Uh, now, uh, now, wait a minute. Don't order the drinks yet. He's going to drive down here to Yellowhammer and give the kids, the kids of this here town, the biggest crying doll and little giant boy's tool chest blowout that was ever seen west of Cape Hatteras. Well, I'm astonished. I'm speechless. Uh, uh, Baldy, didn't you tell him? Well, no, I never exactly seen my way to. Why not? Cherokee had this Christmas mess already bought and paid for, and he was all flattered up with self-esteem over his ideas, so I, I never let on. Uh, I cannot uh, refrain from a certain uh, amount of surprise that our friend Cherokee should possess such an erroneous conception of uh, his, as it were, hometown. Well, Cherokee's been gone from Yellowhammer most seven months. Now, lots of things could happen in that length of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, how is he to know there ain't a single kid in this town? And so far as immigration's concerned, unexpected. Come to think, it's funny some ain't drifted in. Well, I reckon a town ain't settled enough yet to bring in the teeth and ring brigade. Yeah, not only that. To top off this Christmas tree splurge of Cherokees, 
He's a fixin' to give an imitation of Santa Claus. Why, Why, sure. Why, he's got a white wig and whiskers that disfigures him and makes him look like the pictures of this here William Cullen Longfellow in the poetry book. And a red suit of fur-trimmed underwear, eight-ounce gloves, and stand-up, lay-down, crocheted cap. Uh, Baldy, uh, when does Cherokee allow to come over with his truck? Morning before Christmas. Uh-huh. Now, he wants you folks to have a room fixed up and a tree hauled and ready. But he said, be sure and keep it a secret from the kids. Oh, yes. yeah. uh, to think that the voice of childhood has never gladdened our city. The patter of restless little feet never consecrated its streets. Uh, nowhere in Yellow Hammer are there roguish, expectant eyes, ready to open wide at dawn of the enchanting day. Hmm? Uh, eager, uh, tiny hands to reach for Santa's bewildering array of gifts. Uh, elated, childish voicings of the season's joy. That's right, Judge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Cherokee also made mention he'd appreciate uh, whatever assistance the women folks of Yellow Hammer might care to render for his little soiree. Well, there ain't but one female woman in town, Baldy. Yeah. Miss Walker, the assayer's wife. Yeah, uh, that's uh, right. You, uh, you forget uh, Miss Fanchon Spangler in the troupe at the Opera House. <laughs> Uh, an estimable lady, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, and if worse come to worst, uh, maybe Miss Fanchin could play like she was a little girl for Cherokee, uh, like she done in that show, uh, The Miner's Bride. Uh, no, uh, no, 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 uh, no, Thirsty. Uh, her performance was adequate, uh, circumstances taken into consideration, but between her delineation and the visions of adolescence which fancy conjures as eligible recipients of Cherokee's bounty, there is a gulf. Huh? Yes, I may say, a golf. for a mighty special reason. Well, what is it? Well, it'd be a disgrace to Yellowhammer if it throwed Cherokee down on his Christmas tree blowout. That's right. That's right. Well, as for me, I'm going to see what can be done to give Santa Claus a square deal. Yes, that's right. Where would you? My cooperation would be gladly forthcoming, Trinidad. Thank you, Judge. But I do not see... Uh, well, uh, frankly, heretofore, I have regarded the absence of children rather as a uh, luxury. But in this instance, uh, still, I do not see... Look at me, Jeds, and you'll see old ways and me's with a fur on. I'm going to hitch up a team and rustle a load of kids for Cherokees down the chimney act. If I got a robin orphan aside... Splendid, Trinidad, a splendid thought. I will accompany you. Wiley Wilson and his old lady that's homesteading down Wild Horse Canyon has got a whole parcel of kids. Why, they could loan out a couple or so and never know they was gone. Yeah, and don't forget to wear a singletary over towards Wildcat Crossing. When old man Singletary cashed in his chips last summer, he left her anyways a dozen or so youngins, sorted sizes and ages. Why can't we use all of them? Have no fear, gentlemen. When Trinidad and I return, we shall be accompanied by our bevy of laughing, carefree children. <laughs> if the mountain refuses to come to Muhammad, behold, Muhammad will go to the mountain. That's
this is Wiley Wilson's place, Judge. Oh, yeah. I'll call him out. Oh, Wiley! Wiley Wilson! I'm Wiley Wilson. Is there something I can do for you, gents? Well, it's this way, Mr. Wilson. We're from Yellowhammer, and we come uh, kidnapping. Kidnapping? What? Just in a gentle sort of way, you might say, Mr. Wilson. Seems like one of our leading citizens is stung with a Santa Claus affliction, and, well, he's due in town tomorrow night with half the falderalls that's painted red and says mama when you squeeze them. In other words, Mr. Wilson, the season of the year having approximately arrived, during which it is the custom to bestow frivolous but oft-appreciated gifts among the young... Now, where we're between a hard spot and a rock is the youngest kid we got in Yellowhammer packs a forty-five and a safety razor. So, consequent, we're mighty shy on somebody to say, oh, and oh, when we light the candles on Christmas. Uh, May I say, Mr. Wilson, we have discovered for the first time in our embryonic but progressive little city the inconvenience of the absence of adolescence. So, Uh, partner, if you loan us a few kids, we guarantee to return them safe and sound on Christmas Day. And they'll come back all loaded down with a good time at Swiss Family Robinsons and cornucopias, red drums, and similar testimonials. Well, what do you say, Mr. Wilson? I understand, and I don't reckon the need to detain you, gents. Me and the old woman's got seven kids, so to speak, but running my mind over the bunch, I don't appear to hit upon none we could spare for you to take over to your doing. Uh, But but couldn't we perhaps uh, divide them, Mr. Wilson? Say, uh, four for you and uh, three for us. We should be happy to accept the uh, leavings. There ain't no leavings, gents, when they're yourn. Oh, me. No, gents, thank you kindly, but I can't seem to fall in with the idea of letting none of them go. Look, Miss Singletary... You got 12 kids, ain't you? Well, I did have the last time I counted them. But land of living, riding herd on them young'uns is a 24-hour-a-day job. Exactly, madam. That is why the absence of one pass on this, I am confident. <laughs> uh, we will see that he or she or it returns to you on Christmas Day laden with sufficient toys and goodies to lavish the season's cheer upon your entire flock. If that ain't just like a man... Why, if a single one was missing tomorrow night when they hang up their stockings, the other eleven would take on and beller till you could probably hear them all the way to Yellowhammer. But surely, madam, one... If you took one, you might as well take all. And you needn't worry none about that. Well, what kind of a mother would I be, loaning out my own flesh and blood on Christmas Eve? I'd be a female Judas. That's what I'd be. Judge, the further we go, the worse it gets. We've been out most two days now. Tomorrow's Christmas. We ain't been able to rustle so much as one young enough. Uh, situation is indeed becoming critical. It's beginning to creep on my faculties that boring kids at Christmas is something like trying to steal butter from a man that's got hot pancakes a-coming. Trinidad, 
What is yon abode? Oh, that's where Juan Fernandez lives. He's a section hand on the railroad. Which answer our Fernandez, progeny? Oh, old shack food. But I just doubt we can borrow any. Them Mexicanos set a heap of store by Christmas. We can but try. Angels can do no more. On, Trinidad. On to the Fernandez Menage. One, we were just a wondering if you'd let us borrow one or maybe two of them uh, machachos of yours. You mean to take los niños? Well, just for tonight. We'll bring them back tomorrow, safe and sound. And, and nobly enriched in material possessions. No, 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 senores. Madre de Dios. Conchita, she will kill me if todos los niños are not here for Navidad. All right, one. We'll just leave it go at that. Do you know anybody around here that's got from one kid on up for hire or borrow? Uh, this senora, she's come last week where the railroad man's they eat. She have one, muchacho. Oh, that's the railroad cafe at the Granite Junction, Judge. Oh? Uh, muchas gracias, Juan. Oh, no, I de que, Feliz señor. Navidad de Año Nuevo. Gracias, Giddy gracias, up, Nip. Giddy up, Nelly. On, Trinidad, on. And may success found this despairing effort. <laughs> Why, we'd be mighty proud if you'd let him take it. And uh, you may place the utmost trust in our integrity, madam. Well, I'd count it a mercy if you would take Bobby for a while. I'm on the go from early morning until late at night, and I don't have time to tend to him. He's learning bad habits from the men, too. That'll be the only chance you'll have to get any Christmas. Bobby! Oh, Bobby! What do you want? Come on in, Bobby. These gentlemen want to talk to you. That's a good boy, son. Knocking the snow off your boots. Here are the gentlemen that want to talk to you. What do they want? Well, it's like this, Bobby. Over in Yellowhammer, we got our Christmas tree that's all lit up like a country church. And we're hereby inviting you to join up with us and make merry and festive. And moreover, my young friend, Santa Claus himself will personally distribute the offerings which will typify the gifts conveyed by the shepherds of Bethlehem to ah, the Lord. Ah, come off. To... I ain't no kid. There ain't no Santa Claus. It's your folks that buys toys and sneaks them in when you're asleep. They make marks in the soot with tongs to look like Santa's sleigh tracks. Well, that might be so. I ain't no authority on the subject. But Christmas trees ain't no fairy tale. This and we got looks like the ten-cent store in Albuquerque, all strung up in the redwood. There's tops and drums and Noah's arts and horses. Ah, rats. I cut them out long ago. I'd like to have a rifle. Not a target one, but a real one to shoot wildcats with. But I guess you won't have any of them in your old tree. Well, I can't say for sure. It might be. You go along with us and see. Mm. All right. I'll go with you. But if there ain't a real rifle on that tree, you can bring me right back here. Cherokee, there 
there's a tree all trimmed up and just waiting for Santa Claus and his reindeers. Well, say, it's right pretty, Miss Walker. And I'm mighty pleased to you and Miss Spangler for helping us get it all shored up and ready to delight the youngins. Oh, Mr. Cherokee, yeah? I think what you're planning to do tonight is one of the sweetest things I've ever heard of in all my life. You have a heart. A heart of purest gold. Ah, oh, Miss Spangler, it ain't nothing. <laughs> well, when them kids is rounded up, light the candles on the tree, and set them to play in Pussy Watch a Corner and King William. And when they get going good at it, my old saddle just slide in the door. <laughs> hey, uh, I reckon there's uh, plenty of gifts to go around, huh? I'm sure there is, Cherokee. Oh, yes, of course. Well, I'd better be a-getting. I'll put on my costume, and when I hear the kids a-squealing and taking on over the Christmas tree, ha-ha, <laughs> I'll just mosey back. I need a It's the most beautiful tree I've ever seen. It is pretty, ain't it? Mm. Uh, Tex? Yes? Uh, while you're up on that ladder, that star ain't quite straight. Tip it a mite more towards the window, will you? Sure thing you know, Miss Walker. Now there, how's that? That's just fine, Tex. Yeah, drive it up in front now, Miss Walker. And the children, bless their baby hearts. Are the children with them? Snowing's so thick, it's hard to tell. They got one maverick in tow, I can see him. Might on the ruddy side, I'd say. Well, open the door, Tex, and let them in. Now, everybody get ready and wish Merry Christmas when they all come streaming in, huh? Shucks. I've seen fancier Christmas trees than that one lots of times. Canada. Jed. Where are all the other children? Well, ma'am, the prospecting for kids at Christmas time is like... Well, like hunting, well, it's like hunting in limestone for silver. Hmm. This here young bothead ma'am is all that washes out of our two days maneuver. Oh, the sweet little boy. I shut up. <gasps> Who's a kid? You ain't, you bet. Fresh little imp. Uh, may, may I say that we exerted ourselves to the utmost, but results were nil, uh, or practically so. Me and the judge, we done the best we could. Tough on Cherokee, but it can't be helped. Everybody get ready. Here comes Santa Claus now. Hey, there he comes. comes. Whoa, Nancy. Oh, Francis. Oh, Dr. Melissa. Santa's telling his to stop. Don't give me that. Reindeers live in Alaska. I'll bet two bins are against a plug of chewing to back them. All those are is a team of mules or horses. Well, uh, prepare, uh, prepare for the entrance of Chris Pringle. Swing wide the portal text that the Jolly Saint's entrance may be unimpeded. Merry Christmas, everybody! Merry Christmas, little boy. Anything you see on that tree that you want, we'll get it down for you. <laughs> Won't you shake hands with Santa Claus? There ain't no Santa Claus. Huh? You just got on old billy goat whiskers in your face. I ain't no kid. What I want with dolls and tin horses? The driver said you'd have a rifle, and you ain't. I want to go home. I'm sorry, Cherokee. There never was a kid in Yellowhammer. Me and the Jed, we tried to rustle a bunch of them for your soiree, but uh, this sardine was all we could catch. And he's an atheist and don't believe in Santa Claus. Well, 
I don't know what I was thinking about, but it never occurred to me in my cogitations that there wasn't no kids in Yellowhammer. Nary a one, Cherokee. This jackknife here we had to import. Well, he'll be better than none at all. Uh, Come here, little boy. What do you want? Oh, I just wanted to propound a civil question or two. Where do you live? Granite Junction. My ma runs the railroad eating house. I can roll a one-handed just as good as a man can. Sometimes they give me chewing tobacco and cigarettes that's already rolled. Uh, I see. And you don't take no stock in this here Santa Claus rigmarole, huh? Nah, that's just for babies. Well, that being the case, I can't see no good and valid reason not to take off these here false whiskers and wigs. Sure, take them off. You ain't fooling me a bit. <sighs> Say, I know your mug all right. Did you ever see me before? I never seen you before, but I seen your picture lots of times. Where? On a bureau at home. Hey, let's have your name, if you please, bub. It's Robert Lumsden. The picture belongs to my ma. She puts it under her pillow at night. Once I saw her kiss it, I wouldn't. Well, women are funny that way. Uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, Trinidad! Yeah, Cherokee? Uh, keep this boy by you until I come back. You betcha I will, Cherokee. I'm going to peel off these here Christmas duds and hitch up my sleigh. I'm going to take this kid home. Got a match? Yep. Oh, powerful. How about slip me one? What for? What for? To light this cigarette. Throw that cigarette away. Yes, sir. Throw the whole package, too. Yes, sir. Yeah. Say, I like you. I don't know why. Nobody ever made me do nothing I didn't want to do before. Hey, tell me, kid... Are you sure your ma kissed that picture that looks like me? Dead sure. I seen her do it. Hmm. <clears throat> uh, didn't you remark some time a spell back that uh, you wanted a rifle? You bet I did. Will you get me one? Tomorrow. Silver mounted. Gee! <laughs> Half past nine. We'll hit the junction plumb on time with Christmas Day. <laughs> Are you cool? Huh? <laughs> Sit closer, son. heard Christmas by Injunction, one of O. Henry's greatest short stories especially adapted for Author's Playhouse by Jack Mitchell. The cast of tonight's presentation included Cliff Sabir as Cherokee, Curly Bradley as Trinidad, Sidney Elstrom as the judge, and Jerry Spellman as Bobby. In the supporting cast were Fern Persons, Harriet Allen, 
Eva Parnell, Hilda Graham, Dan Bowers, Clarence Hartzell, Percy Hemus, Carl Cronkey, and Michael Romano. The original musical score was written and conducted by Roy Shield. One week from tonight, Authors Playhouse will return to the air with a romantic comedy of love and football, unlike Leonardo by Howard Rigsby. Playhouse originates in our Chicago studios as a Red Network presentation of the National Broadcasting Company.